Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my name is Stuart Mars, and welcome to the Pocket Lent Podcast. If you've been paying attention this week, and I'm sure you have, you've noticed a barrage of laptop announcements from various companies like Dell and Asus. But why? Why now? Well, Pocket Lent's Dan Grabham joins me to explain. Meanwhile, Pocalent's Rick Henderson talks to one half of rap duo Rizzle Kicks, Jordan Stevens, about movie making, streaming services, and being cast in Star Wars Rogue One. Yeah, but you didn't know that, did you? And Pocalent editor Chris Hall joins me to discuss the new Asus Zenfone 8, a compact Android smartphone whose specs are anything but. Stay tuned to find out what he thinks. But first, back to you, Dan. Tell us why there have been so many launches this week. Well, normally, we around this time of the year, we'd have a, a show called Computex, which takes place in Taipei, um, but is it, like many shows and events, and not is not yeah. taking place in the usual form this year. Um, and so, basically, a lot of a lot of launches are happening anyway, regardless of it. And the key one is that Intel have launched their Tiger Lake H. That's their sort of code name for it. Um, uh, Sounds like something out of Line of Duty. It does, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, a set of processors. And basically, these are for high-end laptops, so the kind of things that you might have, you know, have uh, for gaming or for content creation, like video editing, that kind of thing. But it's the sort of uh, latest in a in a series of launches that we've seen from Intel going back to September. And we started off um, with a bunch of sort of lower voltage sort of processes in, in sort of thin and light laptops and then slightly more powerful. And now we've had slightly more powerful again. And these are sort of the best of the best. Um, they're obviously more, they obviously are more power hungry, but the performance levels are, are, are top notch. And so do you think to, a couple of questions on, on top of that, then is, is this the last sort of batch? Because we, have you got to the top end of what the processor can do now in that in that family of processors and so this is the last batch that we've seen or have we still got more laptop launches to come and was there anything really exciting as part of that that they these laptops can now do that they couldn't before yeah well it is a good it is, it's certainly a good time to buy a laptop because we're it's sort of the the end of the launch of this generation of, of chips um the the these these processes are still based on the sort of what's called a 10 nanometer process um, and that's sort of quite different to um, sort of the the sort of five and seven nanometer stuff we're seeing in smartphones now. Um, mm. And so it's you know in, Intel is still broadly speaking behind um, a lot of the processes in 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 smartphones, and also um, you know some some uh, PC manufacturers and Apple's processes as well because they are based on based on a previous generation of technology essentially. However. Right they're able to squeeze an immense amount of power out of that. So that means that they can still produce a lot of them and, you know, have, you know, get a lot of performance. I mean, the top, the top, the, the top level of performance from these chips is, is, is five gigahertz. So it's, you know, in turbo mode, so that's pretty impressive really. Yeah. 
Um, in terms of in terms of what we've seen, I think the the sort of most most interesting ones are Alienware have got um, a new X series coming out. They've only just teased that. We haven't we don't have firm details as yet, but that's going to mean a whole new generation of laptops for that particular company. They're basically you know this is their going to be their best of the best. Um, also, they're um, they're part of Dell and Dell's XPS fifteen and seventeen have been re um, re you know all the internals are new um and you know we we've always loved the xps 13 mm. um, and 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 the 15 as well and the 17 has been out um or was out originally 10 years ago but then they got rid of it um and they've relaunched it in 2020 and this is sort of the second generation model and that that you know that that does look extremely impressive because it's pretty thin and light it's only 18 millimeters thick or something so wow. um yeah it's it you know that that's that's sort of a, a really desirable 17 inch laptop which you know is is quite unusual now um we are seeing more of them but um you know certainly uh we haven't you know they they traditionally the 17 inches haven't sort of been a key focus but they are becoming so and so you've most of us coming out of lockdown we've realized that the laptop that we've had is struggled and clunky and 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 therefore want to upgrade so as you said is now now a good time because i suppose it's come to the end of that cycle so the stuff that was launched back before christmas is probably being reduced in price you've got some high end gaming stuff you know it sounds like there's plenty of choice on the market yeah there is lots and lots of choice i mean it is a good time to buy i think um and you know we will we know we're going to have amazon prime day next month and we'll see a lot of sales um through that through the sort of june period so i think yeah definitely it's it's a good time to sort of pick something up um and uh you know as we move into the sort of the 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 pre-christmas period i mean definitely we'll see even even better deals on them and and not to this is obviously always one of those tough questions is if you were thinking right well maybe i could just hold on is there anything is the next version of tiger lake h is they're going to be you know i presume the cycle will start again in september and you know if, if is there already sort of teases of what what the laptops of tomorrow might might deliver yeah there are there are um teasers already and yes I mean, the, yes, the, the, the specs will be better, but uh, you know, I think because we've come to the end of this 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 sort of section of launches, it's it's it, this is a good time to buy. Otherwise, we'll be wait. You know, you you can wait forever, can't you, for these things? So, um, if you're in the market for one, uh, yeah, now is definitely a time to go and get it. Still to come, Chris gives us his verdict on the Asus Zenfone Eight smartphone. But I do think there are some compromises here. And Azus has told me that they had to redesign the circuit boards inside to stack them in a different way to get all of the components that they wanted into this phone. UK Phone Network 3 and phone maker Samsung have recently teamed for a short film competition where entries were recorded using phone cameras. To help kick it off, one half of rap duo Rizzle Kicks and Star Wars actor Jordan Stevens made his own video using a Galaxy S21 Ultra. Populence Rick Henderson caught up with him to find out if movie making is in his blood, whether he's had any recording tips for you to remember when you next film something on your device, and what he feels about movies and streaming music services. Rick started by asking Jordan if he regularly uses his phone to make videos while on the go. Yes, I do. I think I think that I'd say the the camera function on a phone is um, something that I consider to be the most exciting aspect of a phone, I'd say. And that's actually a lot of what drew me to working with Samsung on this competition because of the 
got this mad, um, it's called director's view, where you and and uh, where you can look at all the cameras at the same time, and it's something that I've yeah excites me, and also just the quality of the photos. I like I'm one of these people who I like I like just walking around and snapping. Do you know I, what I mean? I, yeah, when you are in fact when you're looking at a phone, is the camera like something you look for most? Is the yes. do you think that that's the thing that's improved most over time in phones? Well, yeah, maybe. I I, I think I'm in two minds because because I also am like a a, a lover of the analog world. Do you know what I mean? So I have yeah. I have like I I I loved my point and shoot film, you know, the little point and shoot film camera I got. But especially with video, there's something that I find quite fascinating about like being able to capture yeah. And and I capture video in interesting ways like when slow motion started to become an option. Yeah. You know what I mean, you got these wide angle lenses now. You can zoom in for ages, you know, like that that kind of stuff I find exciting because you're able to, it's the speed. Do you know what I mean? That, that, yeah. That's what's so interesting is the moments you capture are arguably more fascinating because the speed at which you can capture them. You're not getting yes. out like a massive camera rig and, you know, a steady cam and then you're, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> like whipping it out, boom, you've captured a, a duck crossing the road. You know what I mean? You actually uh, directed a short film for the, for the, uh, the promotion. Um, yes. Do you have an interest in movie making generally? Yes, I do. It's in my blood, actually. My grandfather um, was a great director. I never met him, but he made the original Brighton Rock. Like, oh, wow, yeah. So, I've, it's been like, that, you know, I suppose that part of that side of my family, that's the, the British side of my of my family, if that is a thing, that, that maybe the Anglo-Saxon side of my family, <laughs> <laughs> that, that they, uh, I was, you know, a film was always a part of the conversation. Um, and I, I've, I definitely have, especially with um, my first break into the world of entertainment with Rizzle Kicks, uh, the creation of the video was definitely a collaborative, well, mostly a collaborative thing, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I would really like to, I'd really like to, I, I've planned already to do more directing going forward, especially like properly with a crew and everything. Is it, is it possible to make a decent short film on just, just using a phone? Yes. Do you think? A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. You're speaking to the right person about this because I, again, that's what I'm saying. I believe in that guerrilla style filming. I really believe that like a good idea is essentially priceless, you know, and a lot of great, a lot of my favorite directors have made their mark from um, the idea rather than yeah. the way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I remember definitely. watching... I remember watching an early Shane Meadows um, short film called like The Stairwell or something, I can't remember, but it was shot on a phone in black mm -hmm. and white and it was just a great idea. Yeah, the, the idea no? is better sometimes than the actual devices yeah. you need to film it. Yeah, um, and then obviously there is just the reality that nowadays, especially with something like the Samsung, the quality is is genuinely so good that that would have, you know, that's the level you'd need really. If you had um, the right lighting, and well, actually, no, not even that. Just yeah, if you can capture a moment, the right moment with the right idea, yeah, hundred percent, you can do it on the phone. Do you have any simple tips um, to making videos? Because obviously, most people make videos for things like TikTok and, and yeah. social media. Um, but 
and sometimes they're really good, but a lot of the times they're really poorly implemented. Do you have any uh, simple <laughs> tips that people could adopt when they're filming on their phone? I am fascinated though about the power of of portrait though, in terms of like, isn't how how wild would that be if we ever got to the space where we were watching feature length? Yeah, in portrait. That would blow my mind. <laughs> well, Samson, funny enough, has a TV that can rotate. No, depending on the what on what port, uh, aspect you're watching on your phone. So you can send the video to the TV, and it rotates to portrait if you're watching yeah. a portrait video. You can Samson. I've got to tell you that will go into portrait, mate. What? That is insane. Yeah. I can't stop thinking about that because. That's literally like that. Is, uh, the only reason that excites me is because that's literally a new wave. That's like a new wave of cinema to, yeah. to act the picture up, you know? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah. I can't think of any tips other than that now. Cause I, I always think with me, it's like, I think a lot, you know, cameras, these cameras have like natural built in stabilizing mechanisms. Cause obviously keeping yeah. your hands still and stuff, that would be an ideal, um, but I, I just, I don't know. My tip is always just like, you know what it is? I'd say just keep filming. That's one thing, you know, just keep filming things because I don't know, you never know what you're going to capture and it's always better to have more than too little. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, going back to Rizzle Kicks, um, yes. did technology help you, it help in your success? For example, yeah. social media and music streaming services. Uh no, you know what? It was just just YouTube, really. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, am I doing us a disservice there? We had a website. We had a, we had like our own little. <laughs> it enabled us to create like what we considered to be like a cult fan base, which was probably like five hundred people. But we had like our own. We used our own. I can't remember what tool it was. There's like some website where you could make websites, you know, and we like used our pocket money or whatever to. <laughs> yeah <laughs> to, to, to pay for the domain name but um yeah we had myspace we had our own website and then the ability to put our music up and like sell it for a fiver so that was pretty cool but actually for us the real tipping point was just youtube it was just like we we met a guy called toby lockerbie he was a wedding photographer we decided to shoot a music video for fun and it, it yeah. seemed to connect us personally like the song Down With The Trumpets was on our MySpace for like nine months before we made the video. And we made the video and then suddenly this tune is just connected to people. So without the audio visual experience, yeah. Um, Do new artists sure. have that advantage then um, in the fact that there's so many venues for them to, to be heard? I say, you know what, that is such, <clears throat> that, is the, that is the question of the day in the music industry, who knows? It's, it has been heavily democratized and I mean, it's certainly easier to get your music out there. Yeah. Um, whether we're falling into a space where there's so much music out there, it's difficult to be heard. Is, is, that's another, yeah. another question. Um, do you think music streaming services therefore have um, uh, sort of like help promote uh, music enough? Like what, what, I'll give you my, one of my theories is that, people nowadays only thanks to the way that music streaming services promote music is they only promote the same music styles that you already listen to so right. it's really hard to break out of your genre oh do you think that they do enough like uh, do enough to help someone who is deeply right. into rock music hear rap for example of course not, because it's all algorithms isn't it 
Yeah. It's, but it's, it's honestly, I don't have an answer. It's that is the question of the day because, you know, of course, politically as well, there, there will be ways in which the industry has managed to find ways of gaining capital within the algorithms. You know, it, it's, 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 it's a tough one. Um, and it's weird because I grew up in a time when A&Rs were kind of considered to be a little bit lazy, you know, yeah, or like yeah, or I remember. enough. And now it feels like you almost miss, and you know, people who are employed to have a yeah. good taste of music. That that's kind of, arguably, people at playlists and Spotify are kind of like that now. But um, I don't know, man. I, I think again, I think it gives everybody the opportunity to become stars, quote unquote, from their bedroom. But um, it's hard. It's hard, mate. It's jumping into the world's biggest pond ever, the biggest pond it's ever been. All right, we'll move on to uh, to movies. And yeah. as well as your interest in movie making, you've actually appeared on a hell of a lot recently. And, and also you appeared in Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Did, somehow. Um, how did that come about? Star Wars? Yeah. Oh, mate. I actually have still have no idea. Just the casting director <laughs> just liked me. I, 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 that was one of the flukiest situations in my entire life. Like, I've, I have stayed up all night and, you know practiced lines for a guest part in whatever else and i got a phone call one day saying do you want to be in star wars they didn't even audition me they just <laughs> that's me amazing they just put me in it and then i was on set like absolutely shitting myself i could not believe i was about to be watched by like a billion people oh, mate, it was mad. <laughs> that's um, amazing and it was a it was genuinely a very difficult mildly traumatizing experience because <laughs> because I'd just never been in that setting before. And, you know, the director was very LA kind of, <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, yes, but I, that, that's how it came about. A wonderful woman who liked Rizzle Kicks and the first ever acting job I did called Glue. She liked both and, and they clearly need, needed a, an actor. And they just put me in it. Brilliant. Um, it's wild, mate, yeah. Also, so with your acting career, um, do you think sh- uh, streaming services like Netflix and Amazon Prime and all their originals is actually helping and benefiting directors and actors, or is it kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. trickier? I think, I think quite, yeah, yes. I think answer that. I don't know as much maybe about that as the music industry, but I think just quite practically, if more shows are getting made, then more people have an opportunity. And there's, there seems to be like, I feel like Netflix. I know, for, I know, for example, that Netflix will take a chance on something yeah. where previously other people wouldn't. So you have the opportunity to break through, you know, stereotypical television. And also, I think it's just unveiling a lot of corruption that was happening in Hollywood. But that's, that's like another... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where all that money's going, you know? Like, I think they're turning around and going, like, we could make that film for, like, 10 million cheaper. So, like, where are you putting your... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that does make um, sense. Yeah, um, but I also think we, we should try and create a world where we're not all just constantly streaming things, but it is addictive, mate. There's a lot of great stuff being made. That's the thing. Told, yeah. And it can be distributed around the world much quicker than on the original, so original system. I do, Lastly, I really, the only thing that oh. I, I do hope it doesn't lead to the, to the demise of cinema, because like, I actually do Oh, absolutely. Love- absolutely. I mean, obviously, we're in a pandemic, and that has really hurt cinema massively. It's shut down um, a whole of cinema, didn't it? Is yeah, it cinema? Oh, devastating. And so, uh, so yeah, let's hope that it all comes back. Um, yeah. Lastly, what's next for Jordan Stevens? 
Uh, I've got some so I've got some solo music that I'm I'm finishing off and um, bits of writing really. I just I'm just trying to uh, loads of different things. You know, bit acting too. I've got a show. I'm in a show called Feel Good that's coming out next month. That would be a good thing to promote, actually. Yeah. Um, Excellent. An amazing comedy called Feel Good by May Martin and, and Joe Hampson. And it was really fun. And I think that comes on Netflix next month. Oh, brilliant. Well, that's that's perfect ending. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jordan. That's absolutely brilliant. With the Zenfone 8, Asus is taking a different path to most of the Android smartphone space. Rather than making a huge phone, packing it with tech and asking you to pay loads of money for it, it's gone compact instead. The Zenfone 8 joins the likes of the Sony Xperia 5.2 in offering flagship hardware in a compact form and is, as such, something of a rarity in modern smartphones today. But does making it more pocket-friendly mean the company has had to drop features here and there? Pocketlint's editor Chris Hall has been using the phone to find out. So Chris, is it any good? Well, the interesting thing about the Zenfone 8 is that Asus is going off in a different direction. Everybody makes massive phones with huge screens and out of the blue almost, Asus has decided that they are going to make a smaller phone, a smaller flagship phone. So it has a 5.9 inch display, which is smaller than just about everything else on the Android market, especially at the flagship level. And it has all of the specs that you'd expect from a flagship phone. That means you get Qualcomm Snapdragon 888, you can get up to 16 gigabytes of RAM, you get 30 watt charging, 120 hertz dis- display. You know, it, it basically is the entire package, but crammed into a smaller box. And does that mean that it feels any lesser phone than perhaps the bigger handsets that we're used to? Well, no, it doesn't. In day-to-day tasks, it's completely fine. You know, if you're just scrolling through your Twitter feed or taking pictures and dumping them on Instagram, then it's exactly the same as, as any other phone, regardless of the size. But I do think there are some compromises here. And Azus has told me that they had to redesign the circuit boards inside to stack them in a different way to get all of the components that they wanted into this phone. And I've noticed that sometimes when you're playing really demanding games like Call of Duty, it does get quite hot around one end of the phone, which suggests that the cooling isn't quite as effective as it is on bigger phones that you know obviously have more space inside. Um, so that hmm. that's potentially one downside. But I mean, it, it is remarkable what they've crammed in because it 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 does everything. It, you know, it has a, it even has a three point five millimeter headphone socket. It's got dual stereo speakers on it so that it can do all of that stuff as well. So. You know, as a package, if you're looking for a compact phone, then this is very, very much worth considering. But there is the caveat that if you spend a lot of time playing games, then you may find that it just starts to overheat. And obviously, we've been testing that in cool British weather. And if you're in a hot country, in hot conditions, trying to play those games, you might find that the phone starts to suffer. The the other thing that they've done is they've only put two cameras on the back of this phone. And that's that's a slight departure from most other f- phone manufacturers who are putting four or five on the back. Azusa put two good quality cameras on here. There's no gimmicks with it. But the thing that you miss out on is a zoom lens. And obviously, zoom lens is quite a premium product. And uh, the Sony Mobile Xperia 5 Mark III that has been announced recently is going to be an obvious competitor to, that, to this. And that has a periscope zoom lens on the back of it. So um, it 
potentially will offer some more in the photography stakes. And so who's this for? Who's who's likely, if you're listening to this, you think, oh, that sounds quite nice. I don't like the idea of a big phone. I'm, I quite like the smaller phone. Who who would who do you think is going to buy this phone? Well, actually, that's one of my problems because I have no idea who wants this. There used to be phones like this <laughs> everywhere. All phones were compact and they got bigger and they were driven by market demand. Everybody wanted bigger phones because they're more immersive. You get more screen space. You you know, everything looks better on the display when it's when it's larger. Mm. So I don't know who this is aimed at. I there are some obvious advantages. I've been out cycling, I've been out running, and you can slip this phone into your pocket and it doesn't bounce around or make a you know, it doesn't have a huge bulge like when when you're carrying a massive phone. So that's one I'm advantage. Pull your shorts down. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. I mean, do you design and I mean, it's waterproof as well. It's worth noting. So for cyclists, it's brilliant because you can slip it in the back pocket of your jersey and off you go. You know, no worries at all. Um, But yeah, beyond that, you do miss out on that big screen media experience. So I I don't really know who's going to buy this and how many of those people there are. And overall, do you think, you know, compared to the competition, does it does it offer a is it something you should look at and consider? If you found that the phones offered are just too large. You know, if you can never reach any of it and you haven't figured out how to stretch your thumb around or switch your grip around, if you don't want to play games on it, if you don't spend your time watching movies, then there aren't very many options for you, especially with full power. And the Asus Zenfone 8 is definitely one of those phones that you should be looking at. That's it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. Until next time, pip pip.